0: You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Support for this podcast comes from Bodder. Hi, I'm Chris Scott, host of Meeting Pod and contributing editor at Meeting Place Magazine and Alt Meat Magazine. Welcome to episode 81 of Meeting Pod where we'll discuss the latest in poultry processing science and research with Dr. Manpreet Singh, Department Head and Professor at the Department of Food Science and Technology in the College of Agricultural Sciences at the University of Georgia. Welcome to Meeting Pod, Manpreet, and thank you for making the time to participate in our podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And let's just get started. First, can you tell us about what attracted you to a career in food science and technology, specifically regarding the safety and quality of poultry and poultry products? And what do you think is the
1: most rewarding part of your activities so far? Absolutely. That's a great question, Chris. As I first started out, I started out as a major in with a agricultural sciences background, but my specific focus, or if you will, elective, was food science and technology Along the course of my undergraduate degree, I came across a couple of really good faculty members who encouraged me to understand the impact of the food industry on the human population, of course, in India at that time, because I went to undergraduate school in India. And as I went along and learned more about the science behind food and the technology which is used for food processing and food safety, it just got me more interested. So along that, I came to Kansas State for a master's and then moved on to Iowa State for a PhD in food science. Of course, during the course of that degree programs, I was really focused on public health and food safety. And as research got progressed, I also started getting more and more interested in the topics of microbiology and the aspects of processing technologies and how those impact the safety of food. So with that, here I am today, working in the Department of Food Science and Technology at the University of Georgia and I'm really pleased to have my research program which is focused on the safety of poultry products, specifically focused on the processing of poultry and poultry products.
0: Now, prior to your current position as head of the Food Science and Technology Department at UGA, most of our meeting place audiences has benefited from your work as a UGA Cooperative Extension Food Safety Specialist in the Department of Poultry Science. Let's talk a little bit about some of the work that you've done in that role and how the findings have had an impact on poultry processing operations in terms of overall benefits. Some of your most recent research was work involving biomapping as an effective tool for pathogen control during
1: poultry processing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that specific work and what you found? Yes, absolutely. I mean, as you mentioned, being a part of being an extension food safety specialist here on campus in Georgia, poultry is a big commodity. The industry does rely on a lot of the expertise we have here on campus. So as we went around and talked to poultry processors and the industry around, it became pretty evident to us that understanding high-risk areas within the poultry processing operations was a key aspect for processors to study in fact if you knew that then hopefully it would have helped them design some of their control measures to control pathogens such as salmonella and campylobacter in poultry so with that we came around with a couple of collaborators and industry partners we brainstormed and came up with the idea of biomapping which essentially is evaluating all unit operations within a poultry processing plant and realizing which are the high risk areas and how can we address the risks in those high risk areas by having effective and economical use of antimicrobials because in the poultry industry, there is a heavy use of antimicrobials. We wanna make sure that the processors are being judicious and being prudent in the use of antimicrobials, not only for the environment, but also from a financial aspect. So to that extent, as we went around working with industry, which was very helpful because the industry was graceful in partnering with us and allowing us to to understand some of the the plants and looking at high-risk areas within the plants. From there, we were able to provide guidance on some of the specific unit operations which were high risk. And also, as an outcome from that, they were able to design some of the interventions which could reduce or minimize the risk of foodborne pathogens, like I said, specifically Salmonella and Campylobacter. We did not look for Salmonella Campylobacter. We looked for indicator organisms and we looked for E. Coli, generic E. coli as an indication because that is a very popularly used method in the scientific literature. Gotcha. And on that note, you've had the opportunity, Manpreet,
0: to foster a number of collaborative and innovative research projects involving many additional food categories. What are some of the food science and technology research efforts breakthroughs
1: or activities that you find the most interesting and why? So oh wow that's a that's a really good question Chris and that's very loaded too because depending on who you talk to there's innovations going on on different aspects of of research in the department of food science and technology we do we have 25 faculty members so we do try to generate a lot of collaborations which can ideate around processing technologies which can ideate around issues of food security, issues around increasing the availability of food, and also also value addition, actually. You know, one of the things that we don't realize is how much of an economic benefit value addition is for the food industry. So some of the things that have been going on here, there's in the state of Georgia, of course, we have Cannonball jellyfish, if you've ever heard of that. Until a while ago, not much was going on around it. We have a faculty member who's been doing research around cannonball jellyfish and spray drying the powders so that you could have value addition and fortification of those spray dried powders for use in the industry. There's other research which is going on around food chemistry, of course, food lipids, which is actually one of our world-renowned focus areas in the department. We have processing engineers who are also looking at high pressure processing, cold plasma technologies. Again, it's just the spectrum of things that we have along with the faculty expertise, which I think are very cutting edge. And also I like to use the term relevant because those are things which the industry needs. And we have been successful in receiving some a lot of funding actually to be able to do these work. Of course, along with that also is the food safety side of things, we have a center for food safety. We have other faculty members who are dedicated to food safety here at UGA, and looking at how can we do research to understand the application of agricultural use water in produce farms is another example of providing guidance through research, which is very applied, but again has an immediate impact with the industry. So I hope that gives you a little bit of idea of all the things. I know we have a lot more and I'm missing quite a bit here too, but I think if I have to go back and look at the collaborations and the innovative research going on in the food science space here at UGA, we actually have quite a bit that spans through the spectrum.
0: Our conversation will continue in just a moment after a word from our sponsor, Botter. Running at 70 birds per minute, the new Botter Breasty Boner 661 is specifically designed for the U.S. market to be a direct replacement for the industry standard dual manual deboning lines. The machine saves skilled labor by automating complex cutting and scoring processes while keeping you directly in control of the quality and yield through manual harvesting of the fillets and tenders. Realize the intelligent combination of man and machine. Contact your Botter representative to schedule a demonstration at poultry-us at com. And now back to our conversation with Manpreet Singh from the University of Georgia. Let's get back to poultry for a quick second. Do you have any thoughts about USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service's recent decision to declare salmonella
1: as an adulterant in breaded and stuffed raw chicken products? That's a great question. Coming back from the International Association for Food Protection's annual conference, which was just held in Pittsburgh, that's where it was announced. And I happened to be sitting in that room when that happened. Of course, it is a step towards where we want to ensure that poultry and poultry products are safe for consumption. At the same time, if you look around and see how can that be achieved, that is one of the things that is challenging for the industry. If I speak from the industry's perspective, yep, if a regulation comes out and the industry has to comply with it, now comes a point of how do we develop technologies actually from, uh, for the lack of a better term, even develop diagnostic methods to be able to detect such low levels of a pathogen in a in a, in a product. So of course I understand that consumer safety is a big part of it. That's where I see where the regulation is coming from. At the same time, I also understand the industry's perspective on how can we develop technologies or how can even we achieve that. So as we get more information about it, now as this unfolds a little bit more with industry comments coming back, we hope that we could have more research going here at UGA to help the industry or work with the industry to achieve some of those regulations which are being set forth by the FSIS. Okay, let's
0: take a little bit of
1: a crystal ball
0: peek. What do you think are the most significant challenges facing U.S. poultry and meat processors right now in terms of safety? And what kinds of scientific or technological
1: advances do you think will help overcome them? Oh, wow, well, that's that's again, one of those looking into the future, but you just asked the question pre- just preceding this question about the zero tolerance of salmonella in certain types of poultry products. I think that will be one of the main things that I feel is a significant challenge for the industry, knowing that it's still a raw product. So when it's a raw product, how do we control or completely eliminate a pathogen, which is a major concern in poultry? That is one of the challenges, I think, which coming out of that meeting is is something that the industry is, is facing. Beyond that, The industry, again, is also consistently looking for opportunities and application of antimicrobials, which can help eliminate or mitigate the risk of salmonella and Campylobacter. So far, over the last eight to 10 years, there has been a heavy use of peroxyacetic acid, PAA, as an antimicrobial. And I don't think I ever go to a meeting and come back without this question being asked is what is after PAA? I don't know the answer to that. Again, this is a crystal ball question for me too. I hope that we can optimize the use of PAA, which we have been doing a lot of research on seeing how can we optimize the use of PAA so that it's effective in eliminating or controlling the hazards in in poultry and poultry products, but yet being economical and environmentally less stressful so that it is widely accepted and we have consistency in the product which is coming out into the into the market. When I speak of consistency, that is another thing which I feel is a significant challenge. Is realizing we grow broilers in an open environment or in houses which are in a natural environment where there could be inconsistent level of a pathogen in different in different birds. How do we design technologies or intervention strategies to eliminate or mitigate the risk of these pathogens, realizing the inconsistencies and variability. So it's always a moving target, and it is something that has to be addressed through research, but we have to look at a lot of baseline studies to finally design these future technologies for uh, processors to use.
0: Terrific. Thanks so much, Ben Preet, for sharing your expert insights with our Beanie Pod listeners. And listeners, you can keep up with the latest research at the University of Georgia at its website at foodscience.caes.uga.edu. And I also invite you to head over to meetingplace.com and access our archives of technical articles to learn even more on smart manufacturing practices that first appeared in our poultry processor and other newsletters that focus on science and technology. Thanks again, Manpreet. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Remember to tune in on Mondays to get the inside track on the people and the processes that drive the protein industry. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow MeetingPlace and Meat magazines on social media, and be sure to visit our websites at MeetingPlace.com and AltMeat.net.